Hello once again, everyone. This is Dan McClay. This is Kicks and Dribbles, the program where we examine international football three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And of course, anytime you want to talk about international football or club football in Europe, of course, if Real Madrid has something happen, the press is stopped and everybody takes notice. Well, Real Madrid's got a situation. They have uh, been dealt a rather severe blow. Apparently, that injury that uh, Belgian midfielder Adon Hazard suffered last week in the Champions League match against PSG is a little bit more severe than anybody thought. They ran about six or seven tests on his ankle. Turns out he's been diagnosed with a fissure. That's an injury, F-I-S-S-U-R-E, a fissure to his right ankle. Now, this is not the first injury to that ankle. He had corrective surgery done two years ago on it. Looks like they're going to have to go back in there and maybe give him a bionic ankle, if nothing else. Uh, This ankle apparently has been... uh, weakened over time, and so now he is on the sidelines. This means Hazard will not be available for the Barcelona match on December the 18th. And anytime you miss somebody with Hazard's talent for a match like that, you've got some scrambling to do. So Zidane Zidane is going to have to look at his uh, personnel, see how he wants to do this. Now, he usually prefers a 4-3-3 because that's what he played in uh, back when he was a player. Um what he's going to have to do is probably switch to a 4-4-2, which means Marcelo is going to be have to be doing some more running up that wing to get the ball in the middle. Once again, Belgian Adon Hazard out with uh, Real Madrid for several weeks, possibly a couple of months, uh, due to a fissure to his right ankle. He will not be available for that Barcelona match, which is December the 18th, and literally that's when the world stops for a day and watches that game. Speaking of coaches that might be on the hot seat, and of course we've had several coaches and coaching changes go on in the past couple of weeks, how about Marco Silvio over at Everton in the EPL? Yeah, Everton currently sits at 18th right now in the EPL, which of course is right on the borderline of the relegation code. Uh, What happened was the other day they had the Meyerside Derby, as they call it, which is Liverpool and Everton playing each other, and Liverpool came out very handily and easily on top, score of 5-2. to two. Liverpool was without two of their starters. Jurgen Klopp figured, hey, I'll just rest them and see what happens. And sure enough, uh, he came out with a 5-2 win in that game. Um, again, Everton sitting on that relegation line. The fans there are not happy. Of course, Everton has not really been the same team, I don't think, since David Moyes left several years ago and went on to uh, Manchester United. Under Moyes, Everton was always in the top 15 in the table, sometimes made a run toward the top 10 at the end. But uh, the team has not been the same since Moyes left. Marco Silvia has tried to do a good job. Again, uh, Silva has not really had the payroll, I think, to work with. He's tried to do the best, as I said, he can. But he has just come up short right now. They sit at 18th in the table. And, of course, if they get relegated, that's going to be the uh, pretty much the end, and they're going to have to start all over again. So again, Marco Silva may be the next coach we see in Europe that may see the door. Speaking of EPL news, Man U midfielder Tahith Chong. Have you seen this guy play? He's really quite something. He's getting a lot of attention from, guess what, Juventus. Yeah, CDAA leader Juventus wants to strengthen their team (laughs) even more, as if they are not strong enough as it is. The Dutch midfielder has a contract expiring with the Red Devils here at the end of the month. 
and uh, Chong's agent apparently has been in touch with folks from Juventus. So how much money is going to be thrown around to maybe land Chong over at Juventus and get him into Torino? Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, the January transfer window just around the corner, and I'm uh, thinking that we're going to see a lot of action in that January transfer window as the time approaches. How about the Z-Man, Zadon Ibrahimovic? He's still weighing his options after leaving LA Galaxy. Yeah, he's still a man without a player, a player without a team, rather. But let's look at things in a perspective of, you know, common sense says that Mr. Ibrahimovic will not be without a team very long because of the way he plays and how talented he is. The latest news is, get this, Bologna of all teams, Bologna is in the front of the Big Z sweepstakes. Now, there was a rumor floating around that Ibrahimovic wanted a million euros a month from AC Milan in order to sign. Haven't been able to confirm that, but that sounds a little bit ridiculous. Don't know if Ibrahimovic was trying to milk AC Milan for all they're worth. Who knows? But he's got a lot of talent. It's not worth a million euros a month. But uh, whether he would sign with AC Milan for a ton of money is another thing. Uh, Bologna could use his uh, talents, obviously, because they could use a man up front, a real superstar striker, and that would push them into the top 10 toward the top five of Serie A. So once again, Ibrahimovic looking to like he's uh, eyeing Bologna at this point, but we still haven't heard anything yet. January transfer window, as I said, right around the corner. Speaking of Serie A, we were talking the other day about Cagliari and what a year they're having. They're in the top five. Well, another team in the top five of the Serie A that's raising some eyebrows, Atalanta. And the reason that Atalanta is raising some eyebrows, well, they've got a kid on their team who's 19 years old. He's a Swede. His name is Dejan Kulusevski. Now, Kulusevski is of Macedonian descent. He played on the under-17 national team of North Macedonia. He currently is under contract with Atalanta, but he's playing at Parma. They shipped him off to Parma to get him some more playing time, and he's not disappointing. Uh, he's apparently uh, looking at an offer from Inter Milan. Now, Inter Milan supposedly is putting about 40 million euros on the table. <laughs> not bad, but guess who else is also looking at this uh, young Swede? Juventus, obviously. AC Milan, okay. And Roma, yeah, the big three in the Serie A, they all want to see if maybe they can get this uh, young man on their team. And so they're going to throw some lucrative offers, I'm sure, his way when that January transfer window comes up. There are also several EPL teams apparently lining up for this young man. I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, there's some EPL teams there with some cash that could probably uh, make a nice offer. It depends on where he wants to play. Right now, obviously, he's in Italy. Uh, he you know, apparently feels comfortable there. So any Italian team that comes through with a nice uh, offer could probably tempt him uh, all that much. So let's see what happens. Again, his name is Dejan Kulusevski. Keep your eyes and ears out for him. He's currently playing with Parma, 19-year-old Swede. He is a good talent indeed. Okay, let's uh, move out of news now and move on to the Mexican playoffs. On Saturday, it was Monterey 2, Nacoxa 1. 
or rather, uh, yesterday was Monterey 2, Nacoxa 1, as I get my notes gathered here. So Monterey is up in that series. Now, this is the semifinals, uh, two goals to one in that two-game aggregate. On um, Thursday, it's going to be Morelia hosting America, which will be a good game for, you know, for sure because America always draws a crowd wherever they go. On Saturday, Nacoxa is in the return visit, and they're going to host Monterey. Remember, Nacoxa plays out of Aguas Calientes. Then on Sunday, it's the return match as America will host Morelia at Aztec Stadium, and you know that place is going to be rocking. So the uh, Mexican playoffs are in the semifinal stage now. We have one result in Monterey. Rayados is up on Nacoxa two goals to one. Going over to the European leagues now, La Liga on Friday is going to find Villarreal hosting Atletico Madrid, which will be a pretty good game. Serie A is going to see Inter Milan hosting Roma. And that place in uh, Milan will be rocking indeed. The Bundesliga is going to find Eintracht Frankfurt hosting Hertha Berlin. And in Ligue 1, Lille is going to host Brest, while Lyon is going to be on the road at Nimes. That's Friday in European League action. And then on Saturday, in the EPL, we've got, <laughs> we've got a game that you just can't miss. It's going to be on NBCSN at 12.30 Eastern Time. Tune this one in, please. Manchester City is going to be hosting Manchester United. Both teams are in the uh, top 15 in the EPL right now. Both teams are having fairly decent seasons. They've got great talent. And so uh, I look for a great, great match indeed. Man City hosting Man U, NBCSN, 12.30 Eastern Time on Saturday. Other games on Saturday in the EPL. Everton's going to try and get their act together and stay out of relegation. They'll be at home against Chelsea. It's going to be tough. Burnmouth is going to be home against Liverpool. Burnley is going to be traveling to Tottenham to play Georgie Mourinho's team. Crystal Palace traveling to Watford. And then, of course, I mentioned the uh, Manchester Derby. On Sunday, you got Aston Villa hosting Leicester City. Southampton is going to travel to Newcastle to play the Bagpies. It's going to be Sheffield United traveling to Norwich. And Brighton Hove is going to host Wolverhampton. In La Liga on Saturday, you got Real Madrid hosting Espanol from Barcelona. Granada is going to be hosting Deportiva Alaves. Valencia is going to be on the road to Levante. And Mallorca travels over to Camp Nou to take on Messi and Barcelona. On Sunday, Getafe is going to travel to Ibar. Athletic Club is going to go to Real Betis. Real Sociedad going to Real Valladolid. Leganes is going to host Celta de Vigo. And Sevilla is going to be on the road going to Osasuna. In Serie A, Atalanta is going to host Verona. So Atalanta, still continuing their winning ways, be interesting to see how that game turns out. Udinese is going to host Napoli. Juventus travels to Rome to play Lazio. That will be a very good game indeed. Again, Juventus playing Lazio on Saturday. On Sunday, you've got Lecce hosting Genoa. Sassuolo is going to host Cagliari. SPAL will be hosting Brescia. Fiorentina is going to go to Torino. Parma is going to go to Sampdoria. And Milan is going to go to Bologna. That should be a very good game as well. In Ligue 1, uh, PSG is going to be on the road to Montpellier. Metz is going to go to Nice. Angers is going to go to Rennes. Toulouse traveling to Strasbourg and Monaco, continuing their climb up the table, 
they're going to be hosting Amiens. Mont uh, Monaco has moved about four notches up the uh, league on table here in the past oh, month or so. They're now sitting around 10th place. However, there are about five teams grouped around them. It's a very uh, tight uh, area there with about one or two points separating about five teams, but Monaco definitely in the right direction. On Sunday in Ligue 1, it's going to be Reims hosting Saint-Antienne, Dijon is on the road to Nantes, and Marseille is going to host Bordeaux. Bundesliga on Saturday, Borussia Dortmund hosting Fortuna Dusseldorf, Hoffenheim going to Leipzig, Muchen Gladbach is going to host Bayern Munich. Now, why is that game kind of important? Well, Muchen Gladbach continues to lead the Bundesliga, and Bayern Munich, of course, is the team that always thinks they should be winning the Bundesliga. So Bayern Munich may have something to prove when they go into Muchen Gladbach on Saturday. Wolfsburg traveling to Freiburg. Augsburg is going to host Mainz. And Bayern Leverkusen will be hosting Schalke. Then on Sunday, Union Berlin is going to be at home. And they got to play Köln. Now, if I was Köln, I would go in there and just say, block out all the noise because Union Berlin's atmosphere in that stadium is unreal. So the Köln guys better go in there and just concentrate on playing football, keep it simple. Uh, hopefully they can come away with a point. But Union Berlin plays very well at home. The other game on Sunday in the Bundesliga, Werder Bremen is going to host lowly Paderborn. I hope Paderborn can get it together. They've had some good games here these past couple of weeks, have pulled out some good ties. Uh, but they're going to be on the road to Werder Bremen. Be a tough match for Paderborn indeed. Going back over some scores that we uh, had uh, earlier in the week uh, in, the, in the leagues around Europe, on Wednesday in the EPL, it was Man United uh, getting over Tottenham 2-1. to one. Of course, that was Jorge Mourinho's Returned to Old Trafford, and uh, the fans were very cordial to uh, to Jorge and uh, gave him a nice round of applause when he took the pitch. But Man U uh, with Rashford, this ki this kid Rashford at Man U is just amazing. He's also playing on the England national team. Watch him sometime. He is just something to 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 marvel at the way he can put the ball in the net. He scored both goals for Man U in that game. It was Leicester City, the Foxes, shutting out Watford at uh, Leicester City 2-0. Wolverhampton shutting out West Ham 2-0. It was Chelsea getting by Aston Villa in a squeaker at home 2-1. Southampton getting by Norwich 2-1. And Liverpool, as I mentioned earlier, did not uh, show any mercy or sympathy toward Everton in the Meyerside Derby, winning 5-2. In League 1 on uh, Wednesday, it was St. Antienne 4, Nice 1. Dijon 2, Montpellier 2. Now, the game between Amiens and Rheims up in northeast France had to be canceled because the fog was so thick they couldn't find the field. So that game will be rescheduled. Again, Amiens and Rheims not playing on Wednesday because of heavy fog. Monaco was on the road to Toulouse, got a very, very strong victory there, 2-1. to one. That's helping Monaco get up the table, as I mentioned. It's uh, Mets shutting, are being shut out at home by Rennes, 1-0. And then PSG took care of Nance, 2-0 at the uh, Paris uh, Parc de Prince there in Paris. Uh, in that game, Mbappe got the first goal of the game on an amazing play. I don't know how he did it. Uh, kind of went behind his uh, heel and uh, got the ball into the net. And then Neymar nailed a penalty kick in the 
80th minute, giving PSG that 2-0 shutout win. On Thursday in the EPL, it was the Magpies going to Sheffield United and shutting them out 2-0 on the road. It was Brighton Hove going into Arsenal. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know what happened, but Brighton Hove came away with a 2-1 win. Uh, Freddie Jungberg, who is currently the interim coach at Arsenal, of course, he was a very popular player back in the day. Uh, he's from Sweden. And uh, the fans love him there because he was on that team in Arsenal back in, in the 2000s that went a whole season without a loss. Uh, he's got his hands full right now. He's got He's going to have to figure out a way to get this team inspired and get them back and looking in the right direction. Because when a team like Brighton Hove can go into Arsenal and win a game, that's a problem and it needs to be addressed. So hopefully uh, he can get that situation taken care of. In the Scottish League, uh, Celtic and Ranger continue to lead up there in Scotland, but uh, there was a little bit of a change as uh, as Rangers was only able to get a tie at Aberdeen. Aberdeen is a tough team. They may come out fourth or fifth in the table, but Aberdeen is tough at home. They have uh, difficult uh, playing conditions with the weather up there in the wintertime. Rangers went to Aberdeen on Wednesday, came away with a 2-2 draw. In the meantime, Celtic was at home, and they defeated Hamilton 2-1. Hearts and Livingston tied at 1-1. It was Kilmarnock and St. Johnstone going at 0. Ross County at home, getting by Hibernian 2-1. And Motherwell on the road, taking care of St. Mirren by a score of 3-2-0. Taking a look now at the... uh, Euro 2020 draw once again. We went over these teams the other day, but we want to make sure that you understand what the groups are and and how they're working. Again, in Group A, you've got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Then in Group B, you've got Belgium, Russia, Denmark, and Finland. Now, between those two groups right there, nothing really stands out. The Italians had a great uh, group uh, qualifying round, and so they, uh, they, they look to win Group A along with Wales. Uh, group B, Belgium and Russia are, are shoe-ins because they were in the same uh, group in the last round and they uh, came away just blowing away the competition. Denmark and Finland, I don't see them holding up any competition for Belgium or Russia. Ukraine and Holland in Group C, along with Austria and a wild card winner. Group D's got England, Croatia, then Czech Republic and also another wild card winner. Then Group B has got Spain and Poland, along with Sweden and a wild card winner. Then, of course, we talked about Group F, which is the uh, group of death, and that's going to be Germany, France, and Portugal, along with a wild card winner. And I really feel sorry for the team, either Bulgaria, Hungary, Iceland, or Romania, who's going to be the wild card team going into Group F because they are going to have their work cut out for them. When you've got to face Germany, France, and Portugal on the same group, that's just, that's just take an aspirin and call me in the morning. Uh, that's going to be a really tough assignment. So uh, the Euro 2020 is going to be an interesting breakdown. And so we'll see how all that shapes up when it starts up in, uh, in March. Now, the Champions League is going to be starting up again here pretty quick. And again, refreshing you who's coming out of the Champions League to go on. Uh, group A has got PSG and Real Madrid coming out of Group A. Then Group B, Bayern Munich and Tottenham Hotspur coming out. Group C has got Man City and Shakhtar Donetsk from the Ukraine. Group D, looks like Juventus and Atletico Madrid are going to be playing. Uh, Atletico Madrid has to play Locomotive Moscow on the 11th. In Group B, uh, Liverpool and Napoli 
look to be the ones coming out. Liverpool will play Red Bull Salzburg on the 10th. Uh, Group F has got Barcelona and Inter coming out probably. Uh, Barcelona and Inter are going to play on the uh, 10th. That'll be a very good game. Uh, you might want to watch that. There's some great talent on display there. Now in Group G, RB Leipzig and Zenit are probably going to come out, but you got Leon playing Leipzig, and Leon currently sits tied with Zenit, and Leipzig and Leon are going to play on the 10th as well. That could probably determine if Zenit's going to come out or Leon's going to come out. So that would be a good game to watch. And then Group H, you've got Ajax from Holland, Chelsea, and Valencia all sitting there together in Group H. Ajax and Valencia play on the 10th. That will be a great game. Valencia's got a good team. They're uh, currently in the top 10 in the uh, La Liga. And uh, Ajax, of course, is showing that Dutch football is alive and well. They have got some great talent there on that team. So that's the look at the Champions League. That's the uh, last games coming up here on the 10th and the 11th. Uh, for the uh, last of the group round, and then they'll put them, all the winners or the first two teams from each group into a draw, and they'll have that coming up here in the next couple of months, and then that will resume as we get into March and April. Thanks again for tuning in to Chick Kicks and Triples. I'm Dan McClay. Uh, Lauren McClay is the technical producer of the show. John Dang does the sound. DC McClay contributes ideas as, as usual to every show. We appreciate you listening. We look at, at international football three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So please don't let your life have too many yellow cards.